Welcome to part two of the small group restart. Sometimes you just need to restart things when they're not working as well as they once were. But how do you power cycle your small groups? This series will show you how. If you missed part one, go to alanwhite.org forward slash restart to catch up. Today, we look at senior pastor buy-in. Your senior pastor's involvement will make or break your small group ministry. Listen as we explore how to get your senior pastor interested, how to align groups with where your pastor is headed, and how to get your senior pastor to lead the charge with groups. Wouldn't that be great? There's a great discussion going on in the Facebook group. I'm in there every day with a lot of like-minded small group folks. Join us to access the group. You can find the link over at allenwhite.org forward slash restart. Now grab a cup of your favorite beverage, silence your cell phones, and let's get started with the small group restart. For more on the small group restart, jump over to allenwhite.org forward slash restart. Welcome to the Exponential Groups podcast. I'm your host, Alan White. This podcast is designed to help you take the guesswork out of groups. In each episode, you will discover effective ways to recruit more leaders, form better groups, and make more disciples. Please subscribe to this monthly podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to session two of the 2022 Small Group Restart. I'm Alan White, and I just want to share some things with you that are working in ministry right now and uh, things that we've built upon over the years. And let's get ready to go. Senior pastor buy-in will make or break your small group launch. Let me say that again. Senior pastor buy-in will make or break your small group launch. I tried to do this a lot of years on my own. And I tell you what, it was like banging my head against a wall. So let me show you how to do this and not bang your head against a wall. See, my groups were stuck at 30% after seven years of personally recruiting all the leaders and connecting people into groups. But when my senior pastor promoted groups, here's what happened. Our groups doubled in one day. Now, Bear in mind, it had taken seven years to get to the place where I was, and we doubled in one day. Our groups doubled again in six months. We went from 30% in groups to 125% in groups in six months. That's pretty amazing. I have not personally recruited a small group leader since 2004. I was at that church for three more years. I served another church of 6,500 for four years, and then I just served a church of about 1,500. I have not recruited a single leader since 2004. So how do I get my pastor on board? I've been an associate pastor for most of my years being on staff at a church. I've never been a senior pastor. So how do you get your pastor on board? Well, let's look at it this way. Some of us think that we're on this boat and we're all about small groups. So we are on the USS small groups ship. Um, This is actually not true. We're not on a boat called USS small groups. We are on a boat that's called USS senior pastor. So you don't need to get your pastor on board. It's your pastor's boat. You need to get groups on board with where your pastor is heading. So what is your pastor passionate about? Evangelism, leadership, discipleship, preaching, outreach, missions, money management, 
racial reconciliation, serving the poor, conferences, marriage, parenting? What is your pastor passionate about? And then ask yourself, how can you align groups with your pastor's passion? You can form groups around a purpose, a topic, a mission, a book, even a conference. Get small groups on the brain. Everything that comes up, everything your pastor is excited about, everything that's being planned, how can I start small groups with that? How can I start small groups with that? That should be your mantra, if you can choose a mantra. You see, every initiative, every event, form groups. Research shows that small groups increase connection, increase discipleship and spiritual growth, increase generosity, increase serving, increase outreach, missions, increase evangelism, increase attendance. There are great things about small groups. And if you notice, your pastor's passions hang on one of these things that small groups makes better. Doesn't your senior pastor want to be more effective? Doesn't your senior pastor want to make things better? Well, put groups around whatever your senior pastor is passionate about. Now, the Hartford Institute for Religion Research introduced or released a study in 2020 and um, gave some trends. They've been doing this every five years for the last 30 years, and they'll be doing it again. Uh, but these are the trends that they found among uh, churches that they study. The first thing they saw was that small groups were a central strategy in mega churches, and that continued to increase. So going back to the year 2000, uh, these mega churches that they studied had about 50% in small groups. Uh, in the 2020 research, it showed that 90% of these churches that were growing, that were active, um, had small groups. The more members in small groups, the greater the church is grow church's growth. Now look at this. Look at this carefully. If a church has these mega churches had less than 20% in groups in the five-year period from 2015 to 2020, their groups grew by 41%. Or their, their, not their groups, their church grew by 41%. So if they had less than 20%, they grew by 41%. So that could be a lot of factors other than groups. But look at where this increases. The middle two columns, if they had 21 to 40% or 41 to 60%, in groups, those churches grew by 63%. And then look at the last column. If the church had more than 60% in groups, in those five years, the church grew by 79%. I would say small groups have a dramatic effect on the growth of a church and the effectiveness of that church. Increased involvement in groups makes a huge difference. So some of these things that we talked about, the blue, the green line are churches with less than 40% in groups. The blue line are churches with 41% or more. But we can see gains in all of these. So people that were in groups, um, they volunteered regularly. They were involved in recruiting new people. They talked about their faith with people who are not part of the congregation. Look at that blue number, 56% of people in groups. Um, now, the churches with 41% or more in groups um, talked about their faith. Um, they're new to the congregation in the last five years. So a third of these churches, um, people had a high percentage of groups, new people in groups. Um, this was has been and is an effective strategy. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, 
But rather than just taking my anecdotes and excitement and enthusiasm about groups, um, this is research. And this is research that goes back 30 years that's validated by other research. So some trends, again, uh, these churches with, with high percentages in groups, they grew rapidly. They did service projects. They incorporated newcomers. Um, again, all of these things, the church was more effective in their initiatives if they had a higher percentage of people connected into groups. So connect groups with your senior pastor. Well, how do you do that? You want to align groups with where your pastor is headed. So if your pastor knows an upcoming sermon series, how can you launch groups around that sermon series? Again, to keep them in line with where your senior pastor is going. How could you form groups around the next teaching series? How can you form groups around a major initiative? Again, what is your pastor passionate about? I will make one exception here. If your major initiative is a capital campaign, do not... Do not launch groups for your capital campaign. Now, if your capital campaign has a small group study that goes with it, use that small group study in the groups that you have. But don't launch groups around a capital campaign because the next time you launch groups, in the back of people's minds, they're going to think, well, how much do they need this time, right? So you want to launch groups separate from capital campaigns, but every other initiative that the pastor is excited about it. Think about how you can develop a small group component for that. Put your pastor on the video because your people want more of your pastor's teaching, more than streaming video online of some other pastor, more than famous pastors that everybody's heard of. People want more teaching from your pastor. It's a win-win. The people want it and the pastor is eager to give more of their teaching. Your pastor will be more interested in groups. I had a pastor years ago. We spent a whole day with his team shooting video of him for an upcoming sermon series and small group curriculum. And at the end of, or actually the next day after we shot all this video, the pastor pulled us into his office and he said, now we've shot this video. We're creating this curriculum. Now, how are we going to get more leaders and how are we going to connect people into groups? His discipleship pastor came to me later in the day and he said, I've been trying to get my pastor interested in groups for two years. He said, and you just did it. Almost like an accusation more than a celebration, right? And I just looked at him and said, well, you know, I'm I'm Alan White. Uh, No, that is not what I said. The reason that the pastor was suddenly interested in how do you recruit leaders and how do you connect people into groups was because the pastor had invested his time in creating these videos, and then in creating this series. And so then the pastor was very interested. So your pastor will be more interested in groups if they will put themselves on camera. But your people will also be more interested in groups. Because if the pastor says, hey, uh, we've created this series based on my teaching, well, you're giving your people more of what they want already. So that's a great thing. This happened to me. I went to a conference. I heard a lot of conversation like this of what was working in churches. And I was driving the 350 miles home. And I began to think about what is my pastor excited about now? Now, this was back in 2004. And in 2004, my pastor was passionate about 
The Passion of the Christ. The film was about to be released. He'd already planned a sermon series because he knew people were going to go watch this movie and then they were going to have spiritual questions. So he'd already planned a sermon series. He already planned a little bit of advertising. And I said, well, Pastor Dave, what if we launched groups around the Passion of the Christ? And he said, I think that's a great idea. Why did he think that was a great idea? Because it was his idea. I partnered with something that he was already doing. He set the direction and I followed up with groups. So we created our own curriculum and we decided to do this three weeks before the series started. I don't recommend that. But we just decided three weeks before the series started, we shot these videos one week ahead of when we needed them. And this was well before the days of YouTube back in 2004. We output these videos to VHS tape. And every week the leaders came and picked up a tape in my office. And so they would bring back last week's tape. I would give them this week's tape. Last week's tape would go to the duplicator. It would become next week's tape. <laughs> Where was YouTube when we needed it? Now it's easy. Here's the thing. He stood up on a Sunday morning and said, we prepared these materials. And if you would be open to starting a group, we'll help you get your group started. And we doubled our groups in one day. We doubled our groups in one day. So here's your assignment. Where could your groups align with your pastor's passion and direction? Where can your groups align with your pastor's passion and direction? Think of new ways to align. And then when you thought of that, tell us in the Facebook group. In tomorrow's episode, we will look at how to recruit more leaders. You can't have a group without a leader. But most people don't see themselves as any kind of a leader. So tomorrow in part three, I will show you how to get avowed non-leaders to lead a small group. Now, don't worry because we changed the format this month. In February, the Exponential Groups podcast will return to its regular format with our very special guest, Heather Zimple from National Community Church. All right. I will see you tomorrow.